Welcome back to Movie Matrix. As always, my name is Jordan. We got Matt. What's up? We got my dad. What's going on? Today we're going to do something a little different for our regular show. We watched a movie that we felt like needed a full show time, mm-hmm. I guess. And so, you guys ready? We're so Let's ready. Do it. All right. So we finally have a theater around us that has opened up, and we all went and watched. Finally watched Tenet. Um, part of the biggest movie this year. Even if we, even if the movies were all hitting really hard. This is the movie I want to watch the most this year. Probably, yeah. Even without the push, all the pushes and everything. And so we watched this and we made the we made the decision to go ahead and make it an actual show instead of a mini pod because this movie is crazy, mind-bending. It doesn't make much sense at times. So we're here to kind of delve into it. What we think, we've only seen it once. This movie is one you're going to have to watch two or three, four, eight, nine, twenty times. Yeah. At least. To, to maybe, at that point, just maybe get it. Um, but I think... As a whole, we kind of we, we have the gist. We don't understand everything that happened in this movie, but we have the gist. Mm-hmm. Um, only problem with this movie right now is spoiling it is almost impossible. Um, talking about it too much, so we're, I just want to get our overall thoughts and feelings before we get into spoilers because this movie is all about spoilers. Don't think you can't spoil the beginning, really. Um, and even then, there's spoilers in the beginning. Looking yeah. back, so um, my overall thoughts and feelings was is I loved it. I thought Christopher Nolan did it again. He, he's a great filmmaker. Um, there's, he doesn't have a bad film, really. His earlier stuff, you can debate me on that, but I still like it. Um, he does something with time that makes his idea feel plausible, which is crazy, cause, because it's not. Cause it's um, and the imagery and just... the You have to pay attention to this movie, but it's really worth the watch. And um, we'll give our... What we think about at the end as far as grades, but this is a very this is the best movie watched this year, no doubt. Um, like I said, we haven't had exactly the best, you know, selection. This is all Netflix movies or yeah. straight to video or whatever. But this movie is by far the best thing that I've seen in a while. Uh, maybe even since from last year, I loved it. Um, what are you guys' overall thoughts, feelings, hates? Without spoiling, at least. I think, um, I think probably up until Tenet was released, maybe the best film of the year was Invisible Man. Um, yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah, maybe. I mean, but you're right. A hundred percent. This film is incredible. There is something about the craft that Christopher Nolan brings to a movie. Um, you can tell it's a Christopher Nolan film. There is passion. There's so much creativity. Um, it's ingenious. You don't see many films like it. It's huge. Um, like Jordan said, it is. It manipulates time. I think Christopher Nolan is obsessed with the manipulation of time because uh, he does it in several other films. He does and it in almost every film, even in the Batman yes, movies. Even in, I mean, even you go like back and forth quite back a bit. As far as Memento, and then in Dunkirk, he does different things with time, and especially with Interstellar and Inception. Inception yeah. yeah, it's just he constantly does that, and in this, he. He manipulates time in such a new and fresh way that seems incredibly confusing, but the more you kind of think about it, the more you latch on to it, it really makes sense. Um, John David Washington's great in this movie. Robert Pattinson's great in this movie. Kenneth Branagh plays the villain in this film, quote-unquote villain, because um, I don't want to give away too much. Um, he is very good. I was surprised Kenneth Branagh has – he has some hefty scenes that he really chews up in a good way, you know, not in like a yeah. – you know, not, not in a god-awful way. He really – he brings it. Um, there's so much to say about this movie, but I want to hear David's thoughts too. Sorry, I'm just talking and talking. David, what do you think? What do you think about Tenet? I just thought it was awesome. I mean, from from the <laughs> first from the first 
from the opening scenes, I mean, it, it just draws you in because there's so much action going on from the very beginning. And then it keeps going throughout the entire movie. I mean, it just doesn't stop. And, mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's, it's like a, it's like it's messed with your mind the whole time. And you mentioned about, you know, Nolan's uh, use of time throughout his movies. And we're all huge Nolan fans, so that's, you know, that's a given there. We love the concept of, of how he uses time. But this one was probably the most interesting one I've seen out of all his movies. I'm with you. And it was, like I said, it just... You're you're thinking about one thing, and then something else happens, and then something else happens, and it really just messes with your mind. I don't know how to say it. It's just yeah. it's crazy. Your mind's constantly playing catch up. It's so crazy, but it was so good and so entertaining. It was ridiculous. Yeah, there's a there's one certain scene we're gonna talk about a lot later because I want to. It's very. I never thought I'd ever see something like this ever on the screen. It's not. It's in the climax of the film. But um, what's interesting about this movie is. That I think Nolan, you know, he directed, he wrote, and produced this one. He's got it all. This is all him. I think he just dialed his mind up to ten. You know, like you, we got your, we got your really cool ideas in Inception, and Inception is theorized to, to crap. We're like that. That one doesn't seem as plausible as this movie, even though this isn't very plausible either. <laughs> Interstellar's crazy, and people theorize this. This movie is going to be theorized to all death. to death too. <laughs> yeah. But I think this one, he just. Just let it all out. It's like up to ten. I think it, I think you're right. I think it's the most interesting way of doing this because what he's done is so done before, and he does it in a fresh way that I didn't think it'd be possible. Yes, it's what, kind of his idea is done. Has been done. one of the biggest franchises in the world is his this idea he did, uh, which we'll get into. Is that it's just been done before, but he does it in a way that seems all seems like it could happen, and does it in an interesting way that it's it's not easy to follow. But if you're just Pay attention. You can follow this movie good enough to understand the overall plot and how they're doing certain mm-hmm. things. So Yeah, that's the thing. Are you going to understand every single concept, theory, and idea that this film introduces to you? Probably not. But will At least you not on the get, first time. Yes, but will you get the gist and understand and be along for the ride? Boy, I freaking hope so. Because um, one thing, this isn't a negative toward the movie, but for the first... Um, I don't know, 45 minutes or so, you're kind of thinking, okay, this is interesting for sure, but where are we going? Like, what's the overall? And then the more the movie continues, up until the very last shot of this film, you are your brain is constantly on this treadmill of running and running and catching up with so many new things and new things and ideas that, that Christopher Nolan throws at you throughout the entire film. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, it's... It's just it's so interesting, even from even from the protagonist perspective. And I want to touch on that because John David Washington's great in this movie, um, but the plot and the ideas are what makes this movie interesting. I don't think John David Washington's character is very interesting at first because I think that's the point. You don't know anything about him. He's literally just called the protagonist. He's written that way. Christopher Nolan intentionally didn't want you to know a whole lot going into it. Um, he kind of keeps the protagonist at an arm's length. Um, and I think that works for the movie because he's reaching so far with these ideas and these concepts that you are, um, that you do learn what you need to know. And it just, your brain is just constantly running in this movie. And you're also just enjoying the spectacle of it overall. Yeah. You guys feel um, me? Yeah. Um, it, he is billed as 
protagonist. And as we go through and really dive into this, it's going to really bring up the point of protagonist. It's said multiple times in this movie, and then there's a reveal of protagon- of, uh, of the protagonist. There's a lot of certain things you bring in. Robert Pattinson as Neil, who's great in this film. He's a, they're, they're great together. Um, let's go ahead and just do spoilers, because I don't think you can say much else. This movie has got so much packed into it. That you say much else, you're gonna start giving away. The only thing you could really say is stuff that happened in the, in the trailer, but the first thirty minutes is kind of the trailer. They don't. That's part. That's kind of where they threw it. They took it from, which was crazy because you thought you saw a bunch in the trailer, but that was like just the surface of what. Yeah, no I remember, one was throwing I on you. Thinking, man, I've seen most of the movie then, but yeah. no, not at all. Um, so we're going to do spoilers. No, I am your father. I see dead people, and that's not a prediction. That's a spoiler. He is the one. Um, so you get kind of get this really cool start to the movie. There's certain movies, like all, most normal movies have a good start, but with these type of idea movies, type of comprehensive movies, you, it's fun to have a good first scene that you don't have to think much about. Mm-hmm. Things ha- They just go, the CIA agent, they just go in, they have to extract something. Just normal espionage stuff, right? And then you start seeing weird things kind of happen. You start seeing things kind of go backwards, you know? And you're like, well, whatever. Because <laughs> you don't really know at this point. You see a, cause you see a bullet go... Basically, you see a bullet go backwards. The, all, the chair comes back together. Um, and that's kind of all they give you in that first scene. Yeah, right? in the first and five minutes or so. And it's kind of strange, though, because there's so much going on at that time. Because there's so much action. Guys running around everywhere. Guns are firing. And so that just kind of... It's kind of... It kind of hits your mind just kind of like well okay I, th- I think i saw that but then everything just keeps going i'm i'm ready to watch this one again and watch the first scene a little more intensively mm-hmm. after because usually the first scene of the movie doesn't matter that much like even in i'll do the nolan films dark knight rises the first scene in that film was great with the plane but it's just interesting bane so i'm like well the first scene of this movie actually has a lot of impact in this movie more yeah, than you would you think, think about it. um we'll talk more about the first scene later because i think I thought something was going to happen and it didn't, but it's okay. But um, So you kind of get introduced to the protagonist, which is John David Washington. He's great in this film. Um, I don't think he was meant, kind of like Matt said, to just like dazzle you. Yeah. No one, no one in Nolan films really are. I mean, Batman films, Batman's their dazzle, I guess. But in every Nolan film, there's not really one character that dazzles. We've talked about Leonardo DiCaprio. He hasn't this dazzle. I mean, the, the movie's just great. Yeah. And so... You have another great cast with Kenneth Branagh. You have um, Robert Pattinson, John David Washington. You get the chick. Well, I'll say her name is it's French or something, but the chick from Harry Potter. She's Floyd de la Cour. <laughs> um, Clemency Posey. Um, and then you got Michael Caine, who's at least in every Nolan film for a second. Michael Caine. Um, and you just get, that's about it. You, there's a surprise little cameo at the end that I was fighting. Me and Matt were kind of fighting back and forth of who it was, but it actually ended up being this person. But, um, oh, yeah. You just go through this crazy amount of stuff, and I think one of the big things about it is, and you've said this, and you might say it in a minute anyways, but you said that the only thing that kind of pushes me off of John David Wash's character is he just takes everything with stride, right? Mm-hmm. He's so poised. Well, You can tell he's a CIA agent, but... Well, it wasn't, it wasn't just that. It's that if somebody comes to me and says, hey, we're reversing time, and... and See that bullet? Well, it just it just flew back into your gun. Mm-hmm. That's why it feels weird. And he's like, "Okay, so what next?" He goes, "And Whoa. I'm like, I would yeah. be freak I would be freaking out. What are you talking yeah. about? We're messing with time." I think I I think you're I'm with you. And I guess it, we're not 
hardened like CIA agents. And to be fair to, and I, I agree with you completely, but to be fair, to, I'm trying to look at his perspective. Before then, he was literally just, he was tested. And then, actually, I thought all this was a dream at first. And in the trailer, it makes it look like he's in a dream. Oh, but the no, stuff on the train tracks? Yes, well, they basically are... Well, they, basically they, like, they, he tries to kill himself, right? Yeah, it's fake sign. And then they, they even break his jaw and pull most of his teeth out. Yeah. And that's not that's all freaking happened. Just to test it. Just to see if he could yeah. be what they needed for Tenet, you know? And mm-hmm. and that's when you get introduced to the word Tenet, and he makes the hand motion, which comes, you know, and that's all you get. You're like, okay, I've seen this. And then you kind of go along, and they finally, he's like, well, I need somebody. Because they don't really... They they tell you he's the guy, but at the same time you don't know if he's the guy. And didn't it feel like the especially the first of the movie, as he's going from place to place to place, it just kinda of felt rushed at the beginning. Because he's 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 jumping from one place to he another kind of is. trying to get information. But and that part kind of felt rushed, but it almost felt like it had to be because of the, the length of the movie and how mm-hmm. much he had to get in there. That's why I feel So like that was just yeah, just in the There's kind of probably too. a three-hour cut of this movie mm-hmm. out there. I mean, well, at least a three-hour idea, idea that Nolan had because this movie is it's edited and cut pretty quickly. Like mm-hmm. you said, you don't have a lot of time for you don't have a lot of time for the ideas and concepts that are thrown at you to cook. You know, even so, this movie is just a palindrome, as its name Tenet yeah. is a palindrome. So I think their idea, and this is one thing that I thought was going to happen. I literally thought the end, the end beginning was going to be the end. I thought it was going to be a literal palindrome movie. And so when I, at the beginning, when it was kind of rushed, I thought most of the places they go to, they come back to actually, um, in, in in ways don't make any sense sometimes. But I thought the movie would probably was going to end around the opera. It didn't, which is fine. But I, I thought the palindrome thing was going to happen. You know what I mean? Like because there's certain spots in that movie where. I thought that maybe those bullets being shot was him shooting at himself or something, or because the because that bullet hits near that bomb, that's where he yeah. sees the bomb. So I thought, well, maybe he did that. It didn't turn out that way, but I was, that's why I thought the beginning was rushed. I thought they were going to come back to it, and they did everywhere but the opera. I think right, they went back to everywhere. Priya, I everybody. Think so yeah. Uh, nope. Since since we're uh, vaguely touching on that, I did one of the questions I want to kind of bring up to you guys. This isn't a mind blowing question as far as the overall idea of the movie goes, but is that Neil shooting that at him in the beginning of the film at the opera? I think so. Cause he sends, cause Neil is the one Neil's the one who has been his friend for years that you find out. And he comes back and it, I, I so thinking about it more. I think that's gotta be, that's gotta be Robert Pattinson's character yeah, shooting he, at him to, to save saved his life. Yeah. yeah. I think I, that's, that's how I took it. I took in I the opera. Yeah. See, I, I thought it was him. I either thought it was him or himself. I didn't know which one, mm-hmm. and that's why I thought maybe it would show us that. The way it ended was perfect. I mean, they, it could have ended 300 different ways. I've been fine, because mm-hmm. with these type of movies, you can end it in so many different places, and it would have worked. Would you have liked for it to for it to show you that? I would have liked for it to tie it up. I would have loved to see the palindrome effect of it. But I also think that since they didn't go back to the opera, that's why I say it's Robert Pattinson and not him. Yeah, and yeah. I think that supports that idea. If, if they would have went back and even just showed... Even the, even if they didn't show who was shooting, if they would have gone back, it had to have been John David Washington. And it wasn't. That's well, the, the protagonist in mm-hmm. this movie, uh, which is fine. But I thought, you're right. It does seem a little rushed at the beginning. It's, that's what's so hard in the first 45 minutes to understand this movie. And let me just say that it felt really, really rushed at the beginning. Then all of a sudden, it kind of slowed down, and you really got into the movie. Mm-hmm. It was it was crazy that way. Yeah. And it was almost like they were they were saying... They were just setting everything up mm-hmm. at the beginning, and it really didn't matter a whole lot until we got into it a little more. Because they they just they just give you the, once Bart Pattinson comes in, which is 
I guess it's past the first around the in the first act when Ron Passon kind of comes in. Mm-hmm. It's around the time this movie starts really taking off. Mm-hmm. They give you ideas before Ron Passon gets there. They give you the idea of an inverted bullet. Okay, and this is when you first get your idea of inversion in this movie. That's the big concept. Of this movie is inversion. Okay, and so going in this movie, I, lo- I literally thought it was just objects. Okay, I thought, well, that's kind of cool. They have objects that can go backwards, and they're sent from the future. Kind of doesn't make sense, but I can get behind Nolan. Yeah. And so you see him catching bullets. She tells him, you're not shooting them, you're catching them. And if, you, if in your mind you think you drop it, you dropped it, technically. And so they show it in a video that says, either way you look at it, you drop this bullet. Mm-hmm. But really, you see it coming back to you. So that's when your mind goes to mush at the beginning. Pretty much. Say yeah. what? And it just cuts away. And you and only like, come back to inversion for a while. And again, he doesn't seem to bother him at that's all. That's when he first goes, whoa. <laughs> he doesn't care. No, and I do think, <laughs> I think it's the way he's written. I think he just meant to just take things in stride. He's this hard mm-hmm. protagonist, CIA yeah. agent. I don't know. I, I think it worked, but I do. But, eh. like, I don't know. You put James Bond in there, he's like, what the crap just happened? Uh, that's true. Um, <laughs> but they don't come back to inversion for a while. So you have they to, like, because the plot's think, moving along. You have to point. think, you have to remember in your mind what just happened. And then you get this whole espionage scene with Robert Pattinson with, like, Bungie jumping up a building, which was, <laughs> was really cool. cool. Yeah. That was pretty cool, yeah. And they, like, do their little. Navy SEAL getting this stuff, right? What I like at the beginning of this movie is they have a lot of setup. Um, he literally does all this stuff just to get a meeting with somebody. It's not even, maybe not even, maybe be killed. I love it. He goes, the first hour of the movie is probably him trying to get a meeting. He's, he's trying to, he gets a meeting with this Priya chick on just by killing everybody. Then he, to get a meeting with Kenneth Branagh's wife, to get a meeting with Kenneth Branagh. And in order to do that, he has to act like he is have is having an affair with his wife, and it's just so complex. Because all, all that stuff with the art and everything—that's yeah. just a setup. That's just a front for him to meet Kenneth Branagh's character. And and they do so much just to meet the wife. They they go through they they do the whole breach of the airport, which is a really cool scene where they're fighting inverted. And this is when you first get your idea that you can invert people. Mm-hmm. And this is where my mind just goes, "What?" Because I was thinking. How are they inverted? At this point, I'm thinking definitely time travel, right? I'm like, yeah. well, that person was sent from the future. Like John Connor. Yes, like John Connor. Um, <laughs> it, it has, yeah, you could go that, back to the future, whatever. Don't use a car, I guess. But uh, but I was like, so he's fighting an inverted person. And then my mind just went to more much. So I was like, so I just went, fine, whatever. Yeah, I'm roll just, with it. It's cool to watch them fight backwards. And and the fighting scenes were so cool. They, it was it was ridiculous. Yeah. They were definitely shot forward and backward, right? Mm-hmm. We have to agree that be. some was shot forward. Okay. Yeah. Because that was so well done. <laughs> you know, and so you start seeing people flip off walls backwards. John David Washington's like, what's happening? The the gun comes to the guy, then he hits out, it comes mm-hmm. back. That scene did not disappoint in the whole art gallery. Um, it, there's, I, I was surprised. This is maybe the most humorous Nolan movie. Because I cracked up several times in it that were intentional, you know? Uh, because... I th- I could agree. I mean, maybe you might chuckle once or twice in The Dark Knight or in Inception. Um, you know, those are all pretty dark movies. That's yeah. what I'm saying. There's not a lot of jokes throughout them, but I mean, the main joke person is just Robert Pattinson is basically a humor relief, and you're he's really cool, yeah, but he's basically he's, he's humor. Good. Yeah, but you can tell he's a lighthearted character. <laughs> yeah. who, who cracks jokes. Good old Neil and whatnot. And um, even I was just gonna say, even uh, even as far as uh, the protagonist and Neil's character having to know. 
uh, they're going to be trapped in here. They're going to have to hold their breath and get their way out. That of was this, a great scene. Dark it was, and, everything. It was. and John David Washington's preparing himself. <laughs> the guy's like yoga, <laughs> yeah. yoga. He's doing yoga. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Stuff like that. It, it, it constantly cracks me up, even when and when John David Washington character meets Kenneth Branagh's wife, and then he's taken to the kitchen and he's thrown out by these guys, but he's not really thrown out mm-hmm. because he Beat knows crap how, out of him. he knows how to fight. You can tell he knows some stuff at this point. And he walks in the kitchen. There's these giant thugs sitting there, and he goes, "I've been waiting for my hot sauce for an hour." <laughs> yeah, just stuff like that. It felt like it was, um, it was probably the most intentional, um, probably the most intentional humorous movie that Nolan has. Maybe I don't know. And looking back at what we know now, think of that scene that they're walking through that little corridor, and there's bullets in the glass. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he looks at Robert Pattinson and says, "Look out! You don't want those to hit you." You know. Robert Pattinson knows all this. Yeah, well, no, the, well, and he doesn't even realize it. He's dumb. He's, so well. He starts the conversation. Robert mm-hmm. Pattinson goes, "What? What's what, what happened, happened here?" He goes, "Yeah, it happened yet." <laughs> Robert Pattinson straight That's up a knows. Great part in the trailer. Yeah. And so you at so at this point, you're at the breach, and they. It's the funny parts are great because they have to. <laughs> the best locks, I guess, the best lock pick in the world is Neil. They kind of allude to that twice in this film, mm-hmm. and his lock pick breaks, and they're stuck. Without air and they're freaking out and they get through and you know and that's when this fighting starts. And then you, you kind of get to where Neil takes out one of them and he goes, "I've, I've taken care of it. Don't worry about yeah. him." You know. And then the other guy gets sucked out and you're like, "What?" <laughs> and then it cuts yep. away and you're like, "All right, you know, I mean, <laughs> I'm gonna go with it." What I'll, just happened? I'll go with it. So then you get, you then you start, you just keep going down this crazy train of what is going on and finally, you get to a part. They start giving you an idea of what's going on in this film, right? Mm-hmm. You get to where more so than inversion in the word tenant. Yes, that's all you get in the first like hour and a half, or like I would say hour, hour fifteen. Yeah. All you get, and then finally, you you get the chase, the car chase scene, which is a great scene, you know. And mm-hmm. they had they have stolen something, an artifact, which they don't give you much. They don't really give you much of that anyways. Even after they explain the movie, the artifact thing is really a thrown out of why it works, why an algorithm works, which is fine, I guess. It's fine. They figure well, it out from the future. Point, and at that point, it's just briefly touched on. Right? Yeah, and they don't... You they, don't know. You don't, the movie works with not knowing because there's so much to take in, right? And so... Especially at that time. At the, oh, my gosh. In the middle of the movie, it's like you just mush. And so you get to the point where the car chasing happens. John David Washington's obviously fallen for... His wife, or they're not really, Kenneth uh, Branagh's wife, and everything. And he at least cares for her on some level. Yeah, he's a, Kenneth Branagh is the big bad of the movie. Um, he wants to destroy the world with an algorithm. That's all they kind of tell you. And they, and at first, yeah, yeah, and then you find out he needs one more piece out of nine, and you don't even they've been placed in the past from future people, which is hard to understand at that point because yes. they tell you that even before they tell you that before they enter, they even introduce a lot of these cool concepts, yes. and so you're like. Sure, okay. sure, they can do that. I don't know how yet. <laughs> car chasing happens. You see a car flip and everything, and she she gets hurt and taken, right? And so they all get taken. John David Washington gets taken, you know, everybody. And they're sitting there, and this is when you first see the inversion of people. You know, he goes, I'm going to kill her. If you don't tell me where it is, he. it's kind of weird because he like she's shooting. He's got a gun to her. But you can see that it's already been shot. And so mm-hmm. he inverts it back into her, through her into his gun. Oh, yeah. And for some reason, which they've told us before, if you get shot with an inverted bullet, 
It's hard to heal. You don't know why yet. It's much worse than getting shot. Supposedly. I, mean, that, I don't know. That seems like it would suck more. It does. <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking about it. And so he goes. And so he's mush at this point, too. You can tell on the protagonist's face that he's like. And what? And this is where my mind started going, holy crap, what yes, are we seeing here? My mind because, was having trouble. Because, okay, I got the car part, you know, the, the car chase part. That was cool. It was awesome. There was some inversion going on there. It was really cool. Which they explain that pretty good, right. actually. But then, right after that part, once they start with the whole looking, watching the inversion in that building and then inverting themselves, that's when my mind just started going, holy crap. I think it was cool they had to watch themselves invert at the same time. Or, or like they explained, you just blow up, possibly. <laughs> yeah. like they don't really explain. They, they just kind of say, you don't make it. You know, They don't really give you exactly what happens. I took it as they blow up. I don't know. That's why yeah. my mind went to. But, like, you watch them, you know, Kenneth Brown is gone by this point because he has to go get the artifact. So he wants to save her. He's, and he goes, how about this? <laughs> he goes, of course, he has this idea. If we if we can invert her and then in, re-invert her, can we save her, right? So they invert, right, to go to the breach. It's really weird at this point. <laughs> yeah, they both, all of them do, right? Yeah, well, John David Washington decides that he's going he's gonna to stop the way time works. And there's a cool concept put in here of what Robert Pattinson believes and what John David Washington believes. Robert Pattinson believes what happens, happens. He says it a million times. You can't change time. Mm-hmm. Right? He says what's happened, happened because... They only change... He knows more. They techni- it's like, what happened, happened because it happened. They technically <laughs> change one thing, but not really. And we'll get into that in a little, about the climax. But so he, he, that's when he goes back and you first see inversion firsthand. Mm-hmm. You first see that they have to put on an oxygen mask because it even says that their lungs can't take the inverted oxygen. It'll it'll suffocate them. It's crazy how it even touches it's on something like that. So the way in you depth. breathe. Yes. And that's what's that's what's I, I want to say that's almost what is the most confusing is because Christopher Nolan goes out of his way to explain so much to you, which is great. And I love the fact that he does not spoon feed you this. He does not hold your hand through this. There's no flashbacks. There's no nothing. It well, it, <laughs> it, it, <laughs> I mean, you're right, in but the traditional sense. Uh, it, you just roll with it. And I want to say, yeah, when Kenneth Branagh is whenever they're first in that chamber and Kenneth Branagh is there with his wife and then he goes through and then they explain that. That is probably when I was the most lost in the movie. Oh, and, for sure. That's when goes, it hit me he goes, hard. Well, I'm going to invert myself. And then they go, okay, okay, well, brief him. And then the lady starts talking, and I'm going, what is she saying? <laughs> He's like, I don't have time for this. I don't have time for that. But even though, the, and that was for me too, the most confusing part of the movie, but even though it was, it was I, incredible. <laughs> I loved so much how he took us and spent a lot of time in that inversion. Because he took oh, us sorry. through, he took us through a car, you know, a mm-hmm. car ride. He took, he took us through what he was feeling, what he, what he was seeing, how he was reacting, and that was just so awesome. It wasn't just a three second throwaway thing. It was a long sequence that made you, you were, truly understand. It felt like you were part of it. It was instead of yes. just watching it. Yeah, yes. the birds flying backwards yes. and everything. Mm-hmm. The biggest thing that is because, as you know, at this point, it's a time travel movie. It, but in the. In not the same oh, sense. It oh, it, it it is a time travel movie for sure. Is it? Though? Yes, because and <laughs> and we'll explain it. And but it's not your Back to the Future. It's not your. It's not traditional. Time. It's not traditional. And what a lot of directors fail on at this point. I mean, Avengers Endgame failed pretty hard in this in a way. There's just plot holes. What he does, he explains every plot hole that you mind can kind of get at this point because. We might find them in the future, but as for not reading, no one's found many plot holes because no one understands it 
fully yet. <laughs> exactly. And so it's working in his favor. But need to watch it a couple a lot more of times. Di- a lot of directors just don't take you through those little things like he did with the inversion. He could have been inverted. He could have just did the whole trying to stop the chase scene, and that's it. But he takes you through the emotions. It turns out he's the car that toppled over, mm-hmm. and he every all that happened for a reason. He didn't know it yet, but you can't stop what's happening. And it kind of alludes to what our Pattinson believes. But this movie lets you believe what you want to believe. You can believe. Time happens if time happens, if you want to. But there are parts in this movie that you could also believe maybe you can change things if you really try hard enough. And they even go mm-hmm. into the grandfather paradox. If you believe in the grandfather paradox, if you go back in time and kill your grandfather, do you do you stay alive? Yeah, and he even says, and Don, Johnny Washington even says, like, well, what's the answer? He goes, he goes whatever you want. Whatever it you want. Matter. It doesn't matter. At one point, what is so confusing also about this concept is that how do you change what's already happened? Exactly. And if, the you're, mo- if you're inverting, going to the back, you've done it there. Mm-hmm. So how do you change? And it's just so strange. And Patson just the way he gets through life, he goes, "That's just how it goes." But at this point, he's still John Day Washington knows he's hiding stuff still because he had a team come in and save them. He goes, "Well, you've known from from the start." And he goes, "I love this line because it comes in so much later." He goes, "If if we're still standing at the end, I'll tell you who who hired me and who who I'm working for, right?" Mm-hmm. He, so at this point, the protagonist knows he knows way more. Than he's letting on. Mm-hmm. So at this point, they have to save her. So what they what do they have to do? They have to invert her, but they can't use. They don't explain it well, but you can't use the exact same inversion to invert her back to save her. You have to use a different machine once you're inverted to save her. Okay, not not. To invert yourself, but to save her, you mm-hmm. had to invert from this machine mm-hmm. and invert back. Yeah, I actually got that. I get, I get that. You can't use the same machine because, I mean, that'd be too easy, <laughs> right? <clears throat> so what do they do? They invert themselves two or three days. Have, they don't give an exact timeline. Back to the breach, mm-hmm. okay? So I, at this point, I'm looking, I looked at both of you guys. I'm like, are they going back to the <laughs> the breach? Mm-hmm. Like, back to like, the plane so, crash. Yeah, so this is where time travel finally comes in, and you get to see it. Other than his when he inverts. I mean, right. you get to see that pretty cool. But this is when I look to you guys and I go, I swear, if they start fighting themselves, <laughs> I swear. Because they he get there. They get there. And I'm like, because they said earlier, one's inverted and one's not. And at this point, Robert Pattinson wasn't inverted. But John, it was weird. You know, John David Washington mm-hmm. was inverted. And so you go through this thing and then you find out, yeah, yeah, they're fighting themselves. Okay. And Robert Pattinson... The guy that he took care of was John David Washington. So, because you can't see yourself, it, it right. puts out a paradox. They don't explain <laughs> it. They say if you see yourself, you're after yourself is a paradox, and time itself could like collapse. Mm-hmm. It's been it's been done before. The par- whole paradox, seeing yourself. That, that kind of makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, and so, but then, then it gets even more. It gets even more confusing, because. You, you get to the point where he's fighting himself, and he knows exactly what's happening. It's cool because there's a point where it's almost like Neo or almost like Iron Man against Captain America. He just starts seeing his movements because he remembers doing them. Mm-hmm. So he's like, he's like, oh, I've got to do this because I've got to mimic exactly what we did. Mm-hmm. And, and it's he, insane. Have you ever seen anything like no. that in a film before? And he, I mean, and he has a gun to his head to the side of it. He knows he has to shoot three times in order for this to happen. So he does it. And Robert Pattinson, <laughs> i got to think about this. Talked himself out of killing himself. Yeah. I mean, think about it. 100%. He's got a gun to his head and goes, don't worry about him. But at the beginning, you're just thinking Robert Pattinson just being nice. He yeah. freaking knows he's about to kill himself. <laughs> he said It's he, crazy. He even says that later. He said there's not an easy way to explain. You're about to blow your, your own brains out. <laughs> yes. You know? And that's when you first see one of the 
most mind blowing things in the movie, and all of it works. Like it kind of in your mind, it kind of makes sense, right? That they can travel back in time, but at a rate as the same as time. They're just waiting. Mm-hmm. They're just, they're traveling back two days. So it takes two days. They're just being inverted. Yes. They're not, they're not putting in November fifteenth, nineteen fifty five. No. Enter. You know, they're inverting themselves. And it's just a big idea, and it works so far. Okay, so that's the first thing you see. That's the that's part of the, one of the biggest set pieces in the movie. One of the you come back to it twice. It's a big deal. Yeah, they save her. She's fine, even though they said it'd be really hard to do. They do it pretty easily. <laughs> I mean, they really do. They're like, it, it could be impossible, but then they did it because yeah. the protagonist well, was from the future too, was smart so. enough. Yeah, <laughs> was smart enough to to think of this big idea. And so then you get into the John David Washington having to basically get in with Kenneth Branagh. The overall thing of this is Kenneth Branagh wants to kill the world. He wants mm-hmm. to set off a bomb with nine artifacts in it. And when he does that, time itself should fold in on itself and everything will be wiped out. Unless you believe in the grandfather paradox. But if you do, you do. So they have to figure it out. And they don't know why and how he's going to do it exactly other than there's a, there's another mechanic to this. You get the sense... I just want to say sorry. Uh, you get the sense that... Kenneth Branagh's character is, he just sees a broken world. He sees the world deteriorating. I don't know if it's, I feel like they lightly alluded to maybe climate change or something. You get the sense that he, that he feels the world is going to, that he's seen an evil, broken world. And he, if he cannot live in it, he doesn't want anybody else to live in it. And he just wants to destroy it. Yeah, I think that's the big thing is he's dying. And he wants to take as many people out with him as he can. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't he wants even, everybody else to be just as miserable. I wouldn't him. even give Kenneth Branagh's character the fact that he's the world going to crap. He doesn't care about the world. He cares about himself. I, and I do th- I do agree they do kind of touch on climate stuff. They show a little bit of hum- but humanity in I, him, at least. I, I don't think he deserves it. I think his whole reason, he says it, he says it to his wife. If, if, if I can't have you, no one can. It's when he kills her. Mm-hmm. Or kills her. Um, but... <laughs> The, it comes to the point where if he, he finds out he has pancreatic cancer, we find this out, and he's going to die. In order for this to happen, that, of course, of course, these things have to happen at the same time. He has to die at the same time as soon as the explosion, which is fine. But you get the sense that he just doesn't want anybody else to get to live in the world if he's not allowed to live his life the it's way a, he wants to. It's the same concept of... If I can't have you, nobody can. Exactly. Live. If and I can't live in this world, neither can you. And yeah. it, and to it, the thousandth degree. Yes. Yeah, right. he, and it, a, he cranks it up. And it works. But I don't... At the beginning, I saw humanity. I mean, until I figured out his ultimate goal was literally to kill the human race because he couldn't live. And I'm like, well, that's, that's, that is like the most evil thing. And you have the ability to do it, first of all. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sure people think that all the time. But he has the ability to just fold time in on itself. Right? Mm-hmm. And so I think... Um, I think it's a cool, well, I said cool, but well, it's an interesting idea. And and let's not forget that he's getting help from people in the future. Exactly. To, which do, they, to, yeah. to do this. Which they don't touch on great. No. They do uh, They do see that he has a capsule that they le- They obviously are coming back in time and leaving him stuff to help him. They never tell who's helping him. I took it as probably himself helping him in the future because we'll get into it later. That's very confusing because they, they don't. There's, uh, he always has people in the future form, but so do Tenet. I think I think it's because he is. He even says at one point, like he even calls himself a god. He is so powerful. He has so many people. He has so much money. He, I assume naturally that he did have. He had people. He had 
um, he had the ability to control the future time and space. You know, he had so much more than what you see on the surface. Well, there's even a but, scene. Oh, go ahead. See, what I got from it, though, was that he was in the right. He, somebody said he was in the right place at the, at the right time to get help from the future is where he was uh, digging up the nuclear waste from his hometown. And it seems like that's when somebody first came in and maybe contacted him. And I think that's where his wealth comes from. I think that's where everything he has comes from. Is somebody in the future wants to destroy the past, and we just don't get that concept of who it is. And and I was actually going to say the exact same scene because that scene has a capsule. They think it's plutonium, but he opens the capsule and it's him. It's literally like his. It's like a file on himself mm-hmm. from the future, showing exactly what he needs to do. So he's getting help. I don't know. They don't touch on if it's him mm-hmm. helping him, or he, he does think he's a god. Like I said, you, so he I could have followers. Maybe or so could have yeah. followers. To me, it was just it felt like somebody from the future just wanted to destroy the past. And, that's one thing, and they, they're using him to do it. It could be. That's the thing. Yeah, you can, you exactly. can interpret it however many ways. And right. either way works because it doesn't really matter. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's helping him. It doesn't matter at all to the plot is helping him because yeah, someone that's is. That's not important yeah. to the story. You just yeah. know, okay, this guy's um, powerful. Yeah. So you kind of then you kind of start getting help. Then you start getting help. We got Neil um, still helping you. You're starting to get a SWAT team together because they find out what is going on. Okay, well, let Go me ahead. elaborate on what I was just saying. The reason why I say that is because somebody from the future sent back these nine pods and hid them somewhere. Mm-hmm. So somebody else in the future wanting to destroy the past has to use somebody from the past to find those pods. That's where I'm coming from. I could yeah. be completely wrong. It could be, you know, I don't know. No, but I think but you're that's right. that's how I was seeing it anyway. They have, what they well, they kind of just did in this movie too, but they they definitely split up all nine. And what they say they took nine people, and those nine people took them to different spots in the past and hid them. So because so they buried them, right? They buried them in different time periods, different places, because this algorithm that they find out in the future, which is not at all explained can destroy the world will destroy the world as long as if it's put together right he's put together right and kenneth Branagh found out that his death does it that's why they need him they need because mm-hmm. it turns out it's his death that really is the catalyst with this explosion not explained why um but it's okay he believes he's a god and so he can do these type of things and so they definitely need him to dig them up i they don't i don't know why they need just him i feel like I mean, they do. They get all nine over a period of time. Let they get me, them all. Let me uh, let me throw this at you guys. The entire third act, um, well, not the entire third act, but the 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 final the final sequence, the final showdown um, with John David Washington, Robert Pattinson, and um, this entire third act, their goal is a diversion, correct, for Kenneth Branagh, because if. As long as it explodes, Kenneth Branagh thinks that. See if I'm saying this right. Kenneth Branagh's character thinks that the algorithm is safe. Basically, mm-hmm. um, they're basically doing this as a diversion because they already know that the pieces to the algorithm have been buried in the past, right? Or they're already buried. They're already gone. Right. They're doing this just to get rid of Kenneth Branagh's character. Mm-hmm. In a way, be, am but, I right? Yes and no. So, yes, they have to do all because technically, if you think about it. If they're sending people back from the future, this never happened. If the future is happening, they've stopped it, right? I mean, it's fair to say. They've already stopped in the future if there can be a future right. to send people back, okay? They, they know they've killed So them. it is a diversion in the way, but they have to stop the explosion. Like, they have, to stop the, they have to stop the algorithm from exploding. The explosion happens without the algorithm in it. 
They have to put all this. I was going to say, I didn't think the algorithm was actually there. It is. That, that, that thing, that, that big bar is all nine put together. And that's the algorithm. And they had to put that down in that canister. And once that explodes, boom. That's why they, that's why they, that's why they at the end, broke it up to go hide it again. Right. So mm-hmm. nobody could find it. I got that, but I don't. So it's all there to happen. Okay. Everything, everything is there. Everything is in place to is to work, except the fact that they got they but it they is, duped him. It is a distraction in the sense that maybe they know when he's planned on killing himself, so they send her on the boat. Well, they do to distract him in that way. That's what I. So meant, that is the distraction. And, yeah, and he has no idea she's actually alive. He thinks it's he thinks it's the actual his wife from that time. Mm-hmm. He, he doesn't has no know. Idea. It's the the, div- from the, the diversion is almost that whole thing has to happen, but the algorithm's there. They have it all together. They couldn't stop it because they got the last piece, and they okay, had to go back. Okay. And they had to go back to stop them both. They couldn't happen simultaneously. Now nothing happened the way it was supposed to, really, because she ended up killing him before, kind of supposed to. But he was supposed to throw up a flare when they stopped it from exploding, you know. And that never happened because it did explode without the algorithm in it. But she killed him before the explosion <laughs> happened. She's like, "Screw you, I'm killing you." Know? you. <laughs> and so it could. It, it almost went wrong. The only person that saved this was Pattinson. So you get to the. Before we, like you said, that's a good that's a good thing to bring up because yes, that, that there was a big diversion there on purpose, okay, but it was I, all in place. I just to wanted happen. to clarify that because I guess I was still a little muddy on that. It was know? all because you see him throwing stuff in the canister, and they had the last thing they had, a, and they had a bomb, and mm-hmm. they couldn't get to him, right? And so he was trying to stop it. So they and which instead they throw him down there, yeah, which what sucks. He's down there forever. But they have they were able to get those three pieces at least. Um, and they're going to hide those. Well, I, it might be all nine. They just broke into three. They didn't really say if they have all nine right there, but they broke into three pieces mm-hmm. to go to go hide again. He goes, if I ever see you, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> you know, and which is fine because they're trying to not repeat the past because eventually someone's going, you can't, someone's going to try it again probably. Yeah, and the person who knows where it's buried, you kill him. Nobody else knows where it's at. Exactly. And so before you even get to this part, you they know, they know what's going on now. And they've saved the wife. But Kenneth Brown has no clue, right? That's kind of their ace in the hole, right? It's her. This whole thing kind of, other than the SWAT team having to do their job, really bases on if she can get her job done. She has to act like she doesn't know what's going on, and she has to stop him from killing himself, or at least prolong it enough that he doesn't kill himself at the exact same time it goes off. Because, he, you know, that's the point, mm-hmm. okay? Well, you know, the funny part is you really think about this movie as a whole, Everything had to happen the way it did in order for it to work. Yeah, and from beginning to end, and everything they did, <laughs> which is really was set in yeah. place. <laughs> That's something. If you believe the way Pattinson does, it. everything they did was set in place, mm-hmm. and Pattinson believes it for sure. Because what happens is, and this is when my mind—I keep saying this—but I looked over at you guys multiple times and just kept doing the mind blow. <laughs> you know, I was like, Psh, because they send a blue SWAT team and inverted. You know, red SWAT team, non-inverted. At, at the, the same, same time. time. And this is where this movie could either suck pretty bad or or really get it. And it got it. It, it showed us really... both sides simultaneously and by themselves to see how this mission worked. They were synchronized on their watches. The cameo dude is Aaron Taylor Johnson, Quicksilver. Ended up being that guy, like I said. I wasn't sure, but it yeah, was him. I didn't think it was Aaron Taylor Johnson because the beard was throwing me off. Him and <laughs> him and the protagonist basically took the job of getting the algorithm, you know, and because they feel like it's a death mission, no one will come back. Their mission is to stop the algorithm, and they don't think they're going to come back, right? Robert Pattinson is inverted. They're not inverted, those two, okay? That's how this starts out. 
one of the best cinematic scenes of my whole entire life is watching that building come down backwards and forwards. That was okay? incredible. At five minutes, they have a rocket launcher on both sides, and they both shoot, and you see one being shot and it being blown up. You see no one being shot and it being sucked back in, and the building collapses in on itself to give them shelter, to give them a shield from everybody else. And I was like, what? I, I was like, that is the most amazing cinematography I think I've ever... I didn't think I'd witnessed something like that in my whole entire life. And the fact that the fact that Christopher Nolan can accomplish this, not only did he have this idea that he wanted to put to film, um, by the way, nobody else could make this movie. Like, no, nobody, no, no we, we all agree there. The, the studio system, the big Hollywood studio system, would not let anybody else make this movie because on paper, it's freaking ludicrous. But Christopher Luda. Nolan pulls this, <laughs> Christopher Nolan pulls this off and it's very, very well done. The third act is just astonishing. The last bit of it, just the entire, not only are you trying to follow what's going on and it's constantly just roasting your brain, but you have these incredible sequences that you are being wrapped up in as you're following along with these characters. That's what I love so much about this movie is not only the story and the ideas and the high concepts, but the ride it takes you on and the sheer craft of filmmaking because who else could pull this off? And, you know, that last, go back to that last, uh, last battle yeah. and how crazy, just to think about what's really going on there. First of all, I looked over at Jordan during the movie. I said, live die, repeat, man, live die, repeat. <laughs> and I said, technically, as long as you don't actually die, you can be inverted back to health. That's right. right? So uh, technically, with but, inverted or in, sorry, but, but when, I guess you're right. <laughs> when you think about what's going on there, you've got those that are inverted doing their thing, those who are just going forward doing their thing, but you're watching a battle scene, so it's hard to it's hard to actually conceptualize them actually doing going revert yeah. being reverted oh, at the same time, and what what, what <laughs> like I said, yeah, like you said, uh, and being. Inverted, you know what's going to happen, so you can help those who don't know what's happened. But can you? <laughs> yes, you can. That's what they did with the rockets. That's Te- what I assume. But technically, yeah. but yes. So, but they, but they planned that. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like they saw it happening, but and then the they did it. The reason they were able to plan it is because it happened already. True. Okay. And, <laughs> yes, but then, let me hit you with <laughs> That's this. That's where though. it hits you. But let me hit you with this though. It was going to happen no matter what, because right. Robert Pattinson even. Second, uh, before I get into that, you got me into something. But I want to I say something before we go there. Okay, I think you're right, but they planned the synchronization at five. What's very cool about this movie is the inverted people, okay? They end their mission at the start of the mission. Right. Think about that. Yes, because this do. movie ends with the inverted people ending the mission. Well, not the non-inverted people ending the mission. And the inverted people walking back. Exactly. It's just whatever. But and that, what, that's why I'm saying that. Whoa. <laughs> that's how. That's how. So that's how crazy. certain things in that sequence worked. My mind is hurts. because some of them had already <laughs> lived it. Yeah. And then they went back and told them what they're gonna what they're gonna do. My mind it had, it's just so. I'm, and I'm that's why you, I loved David. watching that last thing. It was so crazy. My you, hurts now I, again. I, this is one of those movies. I want to watch it five more times already, uh-huh. just to. Just to truly appreciate it, because I really enjoyed it, and I just I don't know if I can fully appreciate it right now, because my mind is still hurt. You guys just talking about the <laughs> yes. concepts in this movie are hurting your head. And uh, let me let me add another thing to you. Oh gosh, 
Do you really think this could be the first time that Pattinson came back? No, and I was gonna. I I want to get. I want to get into that late in a minute. I'm not, sure, I'm not sure this is the first time he's come back. I want to get into that in a minute. Okay. okay, that was one thing I wanted. To, one of the questions I had. I have two questions at the end that I want to really <laughs> talk about. Okay, before we get into that, because I think that's a good question. That was one of my questions actually. It was a good one. Is when you said they helped each other. <laughs> Robert Pattinson even goes and goes into his own thing again. You can't technically. They did with the synchronization a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think that's a little little loophole they had in this. But he even sees that there's a booby trap. So he goes in and uninverts himself. I don't, I don't know if that's even how you say it, but he uninverts <laughs> himself because they don't say how they do it. Um, he comes out of the inversion, he, right? He, yeah, he, he uninverts and reinverts. Uninver- yeah. So he's inverted, then he uninverts in order to because you hear that the honking. At the beginning, you're like, why is that person honking at him? It turns out to be Robert Pattinson uninverted, okay? Whatever, right? <laughs> and then the sequence happens, and you're down the down there, and you realize, <laughs> this is when it gets super weird, you realize that they can't get to the bomb. Mm-hmm. And there's a gate in the way, and there's a dead soldier, right? And so, in order for this to work, this dead soldier has to be inverted to come back to pick this lock, right? In order to get them in. And you see a tassel, and at this point, I had an idea who it was. Um, but you go through, and then we're on Pattinson, and they do it. You know, he gets inverted. This person gets inverted. They get shot in the head, but they get the locksmith off. They get through, and they save the world. Okay? Big, that's that's cool. You knew they were going to save the world. Essentially, yes. <laughs> you knew, you kind of knew they had to save the world in a way, because there's, I don't know, they're coming from the future. It, mm. But... They had to come back and do that perfectly. Yes. Otherwise, they there would be no future. But then the grandfather paradox comes in. This movie has to happen at the exact right time. But the grandfather paradox comes in at that point is if you because the future is the future. They're sending people back. So technically, if the future is happening, they've already stopped it. They're sending them back. Yes. To the future. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and so you get at the end, Rob Pattinson. You know, he's reinverted. He goes. He. The explosion happens, but it's not with the algorithm. They couldn't stop the bomb because it was like a minute left. They let the bomb blow up, but it wasn't with the algorithm, so it doesn't end the world. And then he pulls them out of the hole. And this is where Aaron Taylor Johnson kind of goes, I'll let you guys live if you don't tell any, if I never see you again. You take your part of the algorithm, you hide it, and if I see you again, I'll kill you. And he goes, are you going to make it easy? He goes, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to find you. And so <laughs> stay hidden. Well, Robert Pattinson <laughs> goes... So how'd you guys get in? Kinda. He goes, we had somebody pick the lock. And he looks over Aaron Taylor Johnson and he goes, you know anybody else that could do it? And he goes, nope. And Ron Patson goes, it had to have been me. So he goes and reinverts himself to be the soldier that dies, right? It's kind of sad. But then there's an exchange. This is the, my, it gave me chills. Because you basically know he's dying. Yeah, he's, he's going to die, gonna right? die, right? Because yeah, he's the only person... In the world, they kind of act like he's the best locksmith ever, but he's the only person that can be inverted that's a locksmith, I guess, or yeah. that, not a locksmith, but a lock picker. Mm-hmm. He, he goes, is anybody else could do it in that amount of time? Because it was like a second and a half that he got open before he got shot in the head. <laughs> he really was. It was pretty, pretty incredible. He goes, you know, he goes, me and John David Washington's like hurt. You can tell his first time he really shows real emotion yeah. other than trying to save that wife. He goes, but then he, he makes a decision not to tell him. Robin Pattinson, you get the idea he knows he's about to die, but he even tells him, don't tell the person what's going to happen, or maybe they won't make that choice. He, he goes, well, I mean, it was nice knowing you in a way without telling him he's going to die. And he goes, so tell me, who who um, 
who hired you? He goes, and then he goes, this is the best part of the movie. My opinion. He goes, haven't you figured it out? It was you. He, and he goes, he goes, he goes, we've been friends for years. Um, and, and then he goes, I'm excited to live with you again. And you're going to, and we go on a lot of cool, cool adventures. And I'm like, what the uh, heck? No. <laughs> so at this point, you're given the idea that John David Washington is the whole reason this movie has happened. He is the protagonist, which they have been saying this whole time that he's they the protagonist. Yeah. If he is or not, he's sent back his best friend to come back to to basically step him through inversion to save the world. But it makes you feel better about Pattinson's character. He's lived a full life in his eyes. He's cool with dying at this point. And he just comes back to save the world. It's so interesting and crazy <laughs> that he did it all. He is the reason. But you start out with like a, he's a CIA agent, but he's basically just like a little puppy in this inversion thing. Oh, here's another little tidbit we could think about, though. We don't know how old Washington is in the future when he sends him back. No, that's never said. So. It just says years. So uh, maybe yeah. Pattinson hadn't been born yet at this at this point in time when he's going to kill himself. What do you mean? Maybe he had not been born yet. So he's he's still to be born in the future sometime. There's a possibility. It's not something I thought I mean, about. Think but about that. So uh, what he's I'm trying to <laughs> So what he's saying what he's saying is because they don't explain as you invert backwards if you age or not. Because if you think about it, if he's let's say this is ten years I in the future. He didn't. Let's say this is ten years in the future. Ten years in movies though, they look the same. But let's say Rob Patton's thirty and he inverts back 10 years, which we don't know how far in the future he sends him back mm-hmm. or in the past. Um, if he would age or not. That was one of my bigger questions they didn't answer, but I guess it matters. I assume since you're inverting backwards, you probably get either younger or say the same. I you know, a little Benjamin same. Button disease type thing. <laughs> I don't know. But what he's saying is, what if Robert Pattinson was born maybe the next day and yeah. and then they meet later? I don't know. And become best friends. You don't, uh, yeah, exactly. It's an interesting you don't idea. Know if Robert Pattinson's character has even been conceived, exactly. This, uh, so maybe he, so maybe he's actually going to be in the future still. Well, even though he's died in the past. Well, he he died in the past for sure, but he's but still going to meet him. With him alive. There's right. there's still a future with if Robert that, Pattinson if that concept's true. Say he's born the day after he dies. Okay, Is then it he still true? then he would be then he would be in the future. So what you're thinking is, I, since he died in the past, there couldn't be a Robert Pattinson in the future for him to not be a friend with. No, unless he was born the next day. Right, he'd have to. He'd have to be born after his death. No. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying. I don't. Because since when they sent him back in that way, it almost seems like he would have to die there. Well, yeah, he dies there. I mean, I took it the way I took it was he did send him back. Well, what I'm saying though is that we're still going to meet him. Right. What I'm saying though is that. Uh, even you know that would be. He dies, okay, and 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 that's that's it. He's dead. Yeah. Okay, but in order for him to be in the future again, he would have to be reborn. No. Get it? That's be not born, what... be born the first time again. Well, I see what you're saying. That's what I'm saying. But the way I took it was, like I said, this is what's interesting about everyone's perception. This, of this is all movie. really weird. <laughs> no. I was like, I'm not even gonna try to the, argue. The <laughs> way I took it. Because the next question I'm going to ask is going to deal with this again. So, um, where I took it is, because he even says, he even tells you, Neil's character says, we'll, we are, we are best friends in the future. I'm, I'm excited, or I'm excited to see how you feel about our journeys together. 
So I, even though he comes back to die, I still think there's still a Robert Pattinson he's going to meet. There's still a future with him in Right, but I'm saying... But who, not that he has to be born yet. But I'm saying who says that he was not born later? That's, it doesn't say it that. It doesn't say okay? that. But so, so maybe he was born later, and that's why all this... You're right. That's a possibility. But can but do you but could you get behind the fact that he doesn't have to be born right after? That's that's my question with yours. Is that you're saying that he needs to be well, born right to, after? It would. I never thought we'd well, spend see, so long talking about Robert Pattinson's <laughs> well, birth. Yeah. Think about this though. We don't know how long, how far in the future that any of this was even conceived. That's that true. they could send him back. Well, I mean, yeah, they can send anybody back at this because, point. Because because how old are they now in, in the movie? They're in the thirties. Thirties, maybe. So it'd be. I would, to me, it would seem like it'd be quite a ways in the future before they could do something like this and send people it's, back. Yeah, it's set current time, right? So twenty twenty probably. It, I, I don't know. I, it's all speculative. I really don't okay. know. Okay. Well, it's, I, it's I just, think it's interesting. There's I, a lot to speculate. <laughs> there's a lot. I think it's an interesting idea that he'd have to be born after because you technically do send him back, but just to die. But the way that I looked at it, because you have to see yourself be inverted, there's two of you. Right. No matter how you invert yourself, there's always two of you. So even though he got pushed. He inverted himself back. His other self inverted himself forward to be still in time with their watch. Does that make sense? It does. But like so, but your paradox could work too right. in the fact that he just dies and has to be reborn again. I took it as since you can see yourself, one's being inverted, one's inverted. There's always two of you in time. And really, because they not, meet themselves. And really, it's you not know what I mean. And really, it makes sense. My head hurts. Does that make sense though? <laughs> yeah, it does. But but it really, it's not born so. again. He's just being born. Like he normally I, would, but it's, I didn't it's think a, you meant born It's again. a futuristic self. Yeah. Right. So that's that was definitely not where I thought that was going to go, but it's an interesting <laughs> thought that maybe he hadn't been born yet. Yes. Uh, I did not have that thought. I'll give you that. But like I said, with being able to see two of you, that means if you invert yourself, there is always two of you in time. So I took it as even though he inverted himself, his other self inverted himself right. back to get to go be a John D. Washington, but maybe he hadn't been born yet. That's I how know. I took it, too. So I just, I just think it's really cool that... that these concepts are, they're just fun to talk about. So you're right, you're the right. last what's, question, what's your question, the last question I have, and we can say anything else we want. We talked on the way back. We, we had to drive 40 minutes to watch anything good around here for now. We're getting a theater soon, but uh, we had the question of, here we go with this again. We're talking about people past, present, future. Kenneth Branagh, which one does she kill? I, now we, we decided on the way back that that Kenneth Branagh is the Kenneth Branagh of that time that was going to kill himself, right? I thought about it more. I don't think so. I think, I still think there's a Kenneth Branagh there that she has to deal with Do you think in order for this to happen. Past? I think this is the guy that went and got, the guy that she kills is the guy that went back and forth to get everything in place to kill himself to get back to that time. And he's just not around himself. Because there's a point where she's the diving woman and everyone saw that coming. Right. But she mm-hmm. looks at herself and even looks like I'm sorry you have to deal with what you're about to deal with. She thinks, yeah. So I think there's still a Kenneth Branagh there that she has to deal with for all this to happen. Because if you think about it, if there's no Kenneth Branagh on that boat well, at this point, how does Jay Washington get in well, this dunk? Okay, now there, there is a part in this movie, he though. doesn't. I mean. Well, now, now listen, there is a part in this movie. I know, I know. <laughs> it makes no it, sense. And it seems like. <laughs> I, I'm doing memes over here, guys. It <laughs> seems like there should be another Kenneth Branagh on that boat. But there is, if you remember, they mentioned something about. She went back on the boat, and he was missing. Yeah. So that's I took it as you know he's he's just missing. They don't know where he's at. I took it as she killed the Kenneth Branagh of the past, because at first, whenever you see her diving off the boat, you, she assumes it's 
one of his mistresses or something. And then you realize, of course, it's her, and she is jealous of her freedom, yada, yada, yada. Of herself, she, weird, right? Yeah, she's jealous of her, of the freedom that herself will gain in the future. Very interesting. But you assume, I assumed it was that Kenneth Branagh of the past. That's why he's missing. That's why he, he had to be killed before he killed himself in that moment. Right, but where's the other Kenneth Branagh? See, I took it as... Who knows? No, see, this, I, I'm complete he's opposite. A, he's in Wild Wild West. No, I'm <laughs> complete opposite. I took it as this Kenneth Branagh she killed. Because if you think about it... Just listen, just listen to me real quick. Okay, oh so she shows him the bullet wound. Right. He realizes he's done it. Right. Meaning that that can't be the one from the past. because That hadn't happened yet. So he knows that she should be dead. Mm-hmm. He knows that he's done it. Yes, he he knows that that version is the future version. He, he recognizes. The he wound. recognized the wound. The other one wouldn't. Oh. So the other Kenneth Brona is somewhere. I, I, Kenneth Brona dies for. Ken, I thought he just played it really cool. No, Kenneth <laughs> Brona definitely dies in this movie. Works because he dies, but I think they kill the one that knows everything, and they have to go. Which is better. <laughs> which is better because now you the story is kind of a loop, right? I mean. Time thing is weird, but it, it ends up being in a time loop in a way that she has to still go through all this crap to become her freedom. And she knows she'll get freedom, but she still looks back at herself like, I'm sorry what you're about to have to go through to get to where I'm at. And I think that's why that's the future, the one that knows what happened. I don't, you can't say future or past because they do it so much in this yeah. film. But I think that other, they do say he's missing, but I don't think he's dead. I think he's just, I think that Kenneth Branagh arranged. The other Kenneth Brown not to be in that boat so he wouldn't paradox himself. I think what he's if, still there somewhere. What if what, if, what if the other other uh, what if the other him knows what's going on and we're just going in a loop all the way around? Exactly. Over and, and just, over and over again. He just gets out of his own way. Yeah. So there's no paradox. That's how because we talked on the way back thinking that that was the past one, but what what sparked my mind was when he saw the bullet wound and realized that he had done it. Means it couldn't be the other guy because mm-hmm. that hasn't happened yet. Yeah, you know, and so that was my last question. What kind of what we thought um, on that? Uh, you guys want to add anything else? Uh, like I said, there's not much else I can add because I think we talked pretty hard into it. We did of what we of what we understood. <laughs> We've gone to least. places I didn't know we'd go. There's so. still <laughs> concepts floating out there from this film that we Absolutely. may not ever grasp. It's conceptually amazing. Well, like I said, I I want to watch it two or three more times just to try to. To grasp as much as I can of what Nolan's trying to tell us, mm-hmm. but I'm not sure that I ever will. I wonder what Christopher Nolan's mind is like. <laughs> I don't know, but it's I like want in it Disneyland or something, man. It's crazy. I want in his mind, all up in it. Uh, <laughs> that sounds weird, but it's I true. Get all up in Christopher Nolan. <laughs> um, if you guys want anything else that we want to talk about, if we talk about all of our ideas, obviously we brought all of us brought questions that we want to ask you, which I, mm-hmm. which I'm glad we did. So we got that all cleared up in our minds. I think I don't know if we did. Yeah, good enough. Um, <laughs> Let's go ahead and grade it. Uh, I'll, I'll let you guys, one of you guys go first because I have something I want to say about the grading. So, uh, okay. of my grading, at least. <laughs> okay, I was. Of my grading, sorry. Okay, I got you. Um, you know, this this is the best, this is the best film of the year. This is the most thought-provoking film of the year. Um, it deserves an A. It deserves an A. It's not a perfect film. I'm not going to give a A plus, 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 but it's, it's a dang good movie that you don't see very often. I don't know if I've ever seen a movie like this. Um, for that reason, it deserves an A for me. Okay. Yeah, this movie was exciting. It was thought provoking. It was it was just crazy at times, and I loved it. Uh, I think back to other Nolan films, and this one it, it ranks right up there. And I know a lot of people can give it some crap, 
and I'm not sure if it's because it's a, it's a lack of understanding, or oh, or just yeah. a lack of of just not not getting into it. I, I don't I don't know what it is, but it may I be know a lack of care. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know what it is, but some people have just kind of been you know hitting this one hard, and I don't understand that. But I'm gonna give it an A, solid okay. A. The biggest complaint of this movie is the um, audio, if which I didn't see much, and I. I didn't actually have much problem with audio, but I did. Li- I was listening to somebody talk about it, and they said it could just be the mix of their theater. That's just true. Theaters have their own mixes at times. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do know I listened to a podcast of a guy that went to IMAX that he had problems with it. So an IMAX is the best there is. I I, I didn't have a problem hearing almost anything. I thought well, it was not really. And I mean the the levels were you know the the background the music be. was was a little bit higher than than the than the the the, the, the talking the speaking, but. I didn't think it was so bad that they that you could really come down on it hard. The only no, the only I, thing I never understood was when they were talking backwards. <laughs> yes, when they're talking in reverse. <laughs> the, yeah, that's a little hard to grasp. Um, but yeah, I thought I thought the audio was intentional. Like when they're on a boat, when there's gunshots and stuff going on, you hear that. It would be like it is in real life. The audio in the background is not going to drown out, so you can hear the person next to you talking. Right. I felt it was pretty realistic, and I never. I'm, I'm kind of with Jordan. I never felt like it was. Um, like it was too hard. It was too hard to hear what they were saying and stuff. They're talking with masks on and stuff. It's tough to hear. Yeah, yeah. So my grade is I will give it an A, straight up A, and not you know. But what I wanted to say about it was I'm interested in watching it to see if it goes up to plus or down to minus or even you know because if you start watching this film and start finding a lot of plot holes, it's going to make the film worse. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we will because we don't understand the movie. Um, at all, really, yeah. but but I do think it's a definite A. It's not perfect because I think I can't understand it perfectly yet. If I can, if I understand it perfectly and it hits every single part, it might be an A plus. But it's definitely an A. Um, it could it could vary. Ten it, years from now, I might like it. It may be a C. Ten years from now, it might be the best movie I've ever watched. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, that's what we think about this movie. Um, if you haven't seen it, and I know COVID right now is scary um, for some people, so. If you don't want to go watch it because of that, wait. But if you have the chance to watch it, definitely go see this movie. It's a must-watch. Best movie of the year for sure. If you haven't seen it, I don't know why you listen to us rip it apart or dissect every single part of it. But It, it will blow your mind. Nevertheless. Yeah, and so now we're going to go ahead and transition into a short segment of What's in the Box. It's been a little bit since we've done it. We've, done it. we've, we've, got, we've probably got too many since then again. <laughs> So we'll go through these movies real quick, just to let you guys know kind of what we've been dealing with as far as our collections. With the box, who's in the box? What's in the box? Who wants to go first? I will go first because I have the fewest films. Okay. Uh, I am not wealthy like you boys are. Well, uh, I'm not either. Not either. So I do not. not close. <laughs> I have not had a chance to go out and about to pick up a lot of movies. Um, but the movies I have added to my collection, I will tell you now. <laughs> okay. So I picked up. Robin Williams comedy RV. Love it. It's weird. I have gone. It's a good little comedy. It's funny. It doesn't yeah. get a lot of recognition. It's a good little comedy. Um, Robin Williams is getting it. It's 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 funny. Yeah. He calls his GPS system Lola. Yeah. <laughs> Lola. It's Lola. A, it's it's a good, funny it's movie. It's got good comedic moments in it and stuff. Uh, I think it's pretty good. Um, uh, yeah, the movie didn't get enough credit. So I picked up RV. Also picked up Saving Private Ryan. Good movie. Uh, I did not have it, so I thought, why the heck not? It's one of the best films to come out in the last 30 years. So, picked up Saving Private Ryan. Uh, I also picked up 
uh, movie from last year produced by Guillermo del Toro, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. I haven't seen saw it, yet. it I have not seen it either, but I saw it for pretty cheap, and I thought, you know, I've heard it's pretty good. I've seen least. it. It's not bad. I've heard it's... You've seen it? It's pretty mm-hmm. good? Yeah. Okay. I've, that's the, I've heard most people say, not terrible, pretty good. You know? Surprisingly it's good. It's not bad. So that's that's what I picked up. And then I picked up Saw. The first Saw, one? I, the first one. I had... Uh, I've been wanting to buy them for the last, I don't know, five years, and I just... I've been waiting to find the collection. I've been waiting to find the whole collection of them, the whole seven, eight now. You know, I've been just been waiting and waiting and waiting. I've never bought any of the sequels because I see the sequels and stuff all the time <laughs> for sale, but I've never bought them. And I saw the first one and I, I thought, you know, that's my favorite. That's the one that oh yeah, that's the best deserves. One. I mean, easily the best one. Yeah. So not even close. <laughs> yeah. So I picked up. So I, I picked, mean, really? Yeah. So I picked up. Saw. Oh, I thought you were saying not even close. That it's not the best. No, one. it's definitely no, the best one for definitely, sure. Definitely. Yeah. I was thinking, what are you talking about? There's only eight of them. So when you get to that point, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah, that's all I have for this week. So put me to shame. I guess boys. I'll go next because I have the second least. Put me to shame. Um, I, I technically picked this up. My dad gave it to me because he got a second copy. But Carrie got that movie. Um, Not the 2013 remake? No, the original. No. Okay. Um, Grace Moretz is pretty. Yeah, yeah she but, always has been. Um, I got La La Land. Okay. We've been wanting to get that for a while. I got that. Um, That's a good one. I got The Strangers. <sighs> the Stranger Unrated, the first one. I had the second one and the first one. thought, man, might as well get both. Yeah. It's better anyways. Um, I got this movie from Dollar Tree called Dark. When the night in the night, I think is what it says. Dark was the night. Sorry, it's got like <laughs> Marissa Tomei in it, um, Charlie Plummer, and Timothy Oliphant. Okay. I don't know, it was a dollar, so I picked it up. My, I'm gonna watch it eventually. <laughs> I don't know, it's a dollar, <laughs> and it came buy, with slipcover. Buy so. anything for a dollar. <laughs> um, I'd buy that for a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> I picked up the other guys, I've been wanting to get that forever. I love Me that too. movie. I still don't have that movie. Good Crazy movie. Stupid Love, another good Ryan Gosling, Emma Stone movie. <laughs> it There's is. a lot of those. Mm-hmm. Um, with All Land, a little, a little weird. <laughs> it's a great that would be a great double, wouldn't it? Just Not All Land and Crazy Stupid Love. <laughs> oh, no, yeah, it would be. Um, I got Hell or High Water. Mm, that's a good one. Uh, picked up Jigsaw. It's funny you talk about Saw because nice. I picked up. I have it's one funny. through seven. I saw. I saw. I saw Saw. I saw, I saw Saw. Saw and I saw Jigsaw right next to each other. They were both five dollars. I picked up Saw. That makes oh, sense. Jigsaw. Um, I have. I bought a collection one through seven before Jigsaw had come out, and then I have all eight. So kind of cool. I bought the newest Power Rangers movie. It was five dollars. I think it's all right, and I like Power Rangers. So I bought it. Fight me on that one. Um, <laughs> I like. It's not the best movie, but it it does what it needs to. Um, Walmart finally knocked down the Meg to seven ninety six. So your boy got it. <laughs> I've been. Wa- I wasn't paying fifteen dollars for it. Thirteen ninety six for the Meg. And there was only one left of the slipcover, and so I was like, "Well, I gotta buy it now. It's gonna be gone." So. And then my final, I bought um, the Indiana Jones: A Complete Adventures Digibook type thing. What's got? You suck. I want those. What's got all, so bad. all four movies? I got it for twenty bucks, bro. That's awesome. Bruh, bruh, bruh. I want those so bad. And again, we're not sponsored by them, but go to Mercari. It's got good stuff. Yeah, Mercari does. <laughs> and if Mercari hears us, sponsor us. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, now we go to the behemoth. Let's back while David tells us the eighty-four movies he you can't, has picked up. You can't see I'll a stack, this. but it's like to the ceiling. So here we go. <laughs> I'll make this quick. No, you won't. <laughs> it's okay. No okay. Judgment. Actually, the first one I picked up was Carrie. Got it at the Dollar Tree. That's how your boy got one. Dollar Tree? Yeah. Yeah, for, right? For a dollar. That's how your boy got one. He gave me his. Dollar Tree here? here? Yeah. Is it still there? No, I went and looked. Son of a gun. <laughs> I think it was the last copy. Why didn't you buy me one, David? It was the last copy. 
Yeah, but they still have, they have 50 copies of that god-awful James McAvoy movie, Submergence. <laughs> Not anymore. They're like all gone. Somebody yeah, took it. Away. I bought one. I, I did two. I did two. It is not good. I watched it. Sorry, go ahead. Okay, so I got Carrie. Um, got another Stephen King movie, Firestarter. Shocker. I've never seen Firestarter. This is the uh, shocker, shocker. He likes Stephen Shout King. Factory. Collector's that? Edition. <laughs> Put your peasant hands on my Firestarter. <laughs> I picked up Green Book, Vigo. They're Academy Award winning, yep. turns out. It is. Uh, Have got, you seen it, Jordan? No. Good movie. I mean, good. it's not that like I don't want to see it. I don't it. think it's, it's the best film to come out in 2018. But this I think it's this next film. one he said is it's the best film to come out this year. Absolutely. Four Christmases. I like this movie, though. <laughs> Love Four Christmases. That, that's so funny. Great movie. I've never seen Four Christmases. Great movie. But I don't so know if funny. it's the best movie. It's yet. obviously it not. It probably <laughs> is. It's funny, though. It probably is. Uh, the original Poseidon Adventure. It's better than the remake. Ooh, I have seen that. It's better, like than, that. It's better than Poseidon. I promise Poseidon you that. Kind of blows. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I love this movie. That one is pretty. What is that? Like seventy three or the something? Original's yeah, somewhere something around like there. The original. Yeah, somewhere. The original is really good. I'm gonna have to look it up now. Yeah. Uh, been collecting the seasons of Dexter. So I got season seven. Nice. And season four. I already have one, two, three. I thought that was the change up the whole time. <laughs> Doesn't it kind of look that's, like it? It does. So, so, that's Dexter. So, so I'm looking at the I'm looking at the cover. Like he's about to tell me he brought the change up. It's Dexter season six. It's Dexter. <laughs> Sorry. Go on. Uh, how do you spell Poseidon? P O S P S E I D O N. Yeah. So if you could tell what we just said through that, I don't know. Uh, uh yeah, yeah. It's just adventure. Can you spell adventure? A D V. I'm joking. It's not giving me. I'm spelling it wrong. P O S E I D O N. I'm looking at it from his yeah. stack. There you go. It's uh, not how I was spelling it. Sorry. <laughs> and that's from 72, Gene Hackman. There you go. Side Adventure. It's great. Right. It's a great movie. I took a shot in the dark with 73. Uh, I got <laughs> some of these. I, I went to like a, it's kind of like a yard sale type thing. The dude was selling DVDs for three bucks. I mean, Blu-rays for three we bucks. We don't mess with DVDs around so, here. So uh, <laughs> I got Transformers Revenge of the Fallen. You're such a douche. <laughs> But do we? <laughs> I mean, no. Trans- so you got Transformers, Revenge of the Fallen. I know uh, that one. Jack Ryan, Shadow Recruit. I've heard. I've never seen. I've never pulled the trigger on that. I've heard it's all right. Uh, this one I got from eBay. Uh, Gandala. When we talked about a few maybe weeks ago. Uh, that's right, Gandala. Up in the air, baby. It's good. It's good. Go watch it. I might eventually when I die. I don't know. <laughs> I might. I don't know. I got uh, Clint Eastwood Trouble with the Curve. Ooh, that's the eighth best Clint Eastwood movie. It's a good movie. I don't know. <laughs> I don't have a list. I don't either. I don't really like that movie. Another though. Stephen King, Dark Tower. Yeah, that not the greatest movie, but... <laughs> that movie's a solid it's, C-. It's not terrible. Could, it's not the worst. I could talk 45 minutes about that movie. I got the first season of Breaking Bad. Okay. Regard is one of the best series ever. You're on fire now. I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. And then he kills it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good movie. It's funny. It's kind of funny, yeah. Uh, Night at the Museum, Secret of the Tomb. I, think, I believe that's the second one. I think so. Because, wait, 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 wait. Um, Battle of the Smithsonian. That's the first one. No, that's the second third. one. That's the third. That's the second one. Okay, we got to figure this out. Secret the third one, I think. Is it the third one? I thought Smithsonian was the third. Let's keep going. We'll figure it out. I don't know. I don't care. Anyway, for two bucks, the dude had... The first one's better than all of them. Secret of the Tomb is the third one. I remember it came out because I wanted to go see... I watched that one. I wanted to go see American Sniper in theaters. My wife wanted to go see Night at the Museum, Secret of the Tomb. So we went and saw Night at the Museum, Secret of the Tomb. Of course. Um, So yeah, it was 2014. That's the third one. But who cares? Yeah, I don't really care for the Night Museum movies that much. And then the first one's the first one's the first one's entertaining. We got into this. I don't know. I'm sorry. The first one's entertaining enough. The second and third one are meh. 
Anyways. Go ahead. Uh, you got it, so good for you. Yeah, uh, for $2, I got uh, Jack Reacher Steelbook, the first movie. Cool. Have you seen Never Go Back or Never Back Down, whatever it is? Jack Reacher. Never, never Back Down is a movie about Jason Tame, not just about fighting. Oh, never. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's what I was thinking. I've that's, seen that's both of the Jack movie. Reacher movies. I don't think that's so, one of them. So is it Never Go Back? Jack Reacher, colon, never go back. I don't remember. I thought it was never back down. I mean, never back like, down to a fighting movie. movie. I've seen them both. but And then today I got in Indiana Jones, The Complete Adventure Steelbook. Why does everybody have that except for me? <laughs> he got the Steelbook version. I don't know. I haven't seen the. My wife's it, not going to let me piss away $70 on a <laughs> Mine was Jones. 20 You can get the Steelbook, though. I know, but I, I like Gigi books, so I don't know. I'm, I haven't I decided which one I like better because I haven't seen the inside of his. I like either. <laughs> I want to see the inside of you. <laughs> uh, I haven't seen. I haven't seen. Um, I don't know. My wife's not gonna let me. Not gonna let me buy that. But I don't know. I might just buy it. And but that's that's not all that I've got. But that's all I'll say right now. <laughs> that's all I got. I'm uh, I'm being honest with you. <laughs> I haven't picked up much of anything recently because I have to support children and stuff. You know. I don't have any of those. I'm gonna with go. My- my my youngest kid just started college. So. I'm gonna go scout. So, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna go look at some movies tomorrow. I think, but you know, for now, that's all I got. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right, so I guess that's the end. If you don't have another thirty to go with, do you have any more movies, David? No, that's it. Okay. Okay. okay, okay. I was. I mean, oh, I see. I see. Okay, I'm that's cool with you. Oh, he's over there flashing. He's flashing his still book around. around. That could be <sighs> interesting to say. Whatever. But yeah, that's the end of Tenant. I know we said a lot about Tenant. Hope you guys understood it. We barely did. Boy, we um, sure did. And then, but we sure so enjoyed it. We got a bunch of mini pods already slated and coming out. So I hope you guys enjoy those when they come out. We so. do. We have a lot of episodes coming out. We are constantly on the grind, yo. We are <laughs> something like that. We are putting <laughs> yo out, yo. We are putting out the oh. product. We do have a fun project coming up in October. We we do believe yes. so. We're excited about that. I'm not gonna tell you where it is though. Have to, have to turn tune in. Yeah, but if it's October out there. related. I'll give you a hint. <laughs> October related. It's kind of October. It's related. all about pumpkins. It's October <laughs> themed. It's movies with pumpkin in the title. We carve pumpkins. All I got is pumpkin head. <laughs> we carve pumpkins on podcast. <laughs> pumpkins and candy corn. That would be terrible. That would be There's terrible. this college humor bit where they talk about they eat wings and talk about wings. Yeah. To show wings on yeah. podcast. That would be terrible too. Anyway, sorry. It's anyway, another I tangent. Apologize. Yes, we do have a great um, uh, project that we are going to do during the month of October. It's going to be a lot of fun. But thank you for listening to this episode. This has been a lot of fun. Talking about our recent pickups and talking about Tenet. Um very much in depth very very much in depth on tenant it was a lot of fun but anyway thank you for listening to this if you guys want to reach out to us hit us up about tenant or about any movie you can do that on facebook we're at movie matrix podcast or we are on twitter at movie matrix pod reach out to us let us guys know what you thought but till next time signing off for matt jordan david we'll see you guys then peace Thank you.